Welcome to the December 28, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 28, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would give them ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. Lord, I also pray that you would reveal to everyone listening today how much you truly love each and every one of them. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverbs 28, beginning in verse 1. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Because of the transgression of a land, many are its princes. But by a man of understanding and knowledge, right will be prolonged. A poor man who oppresses the poor is like a driving rain which leaves no food. Those who forsake the law praise the wicked, but such as keep the law contend with them. Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand all. Better is the poor who walks in his integrity than one perverse in his ways, though he be rich. Whoever keeps the law is a discerning son, but a companion of gluttons shames his father. One who increases his possessions by usury and extortion gathers it for him who will pity the poor. One who turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. Whoever causes the upright to go astray in an evil way, he himself will fall into his own pit, but the blameless will inherit good. The rich man is wise in his own eyes, but the poor who has understanding searches him out. When the righteous rejoice, there is great glory. But when the wicked arise, men hide themselves. He who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. Happy is the man who is always reverent, but he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. Like a roaring lion and a charging bear is a wicked ruler over poor people. A ruler who lacks understanding is a great oppressor, but he who hates covetousness will prolong his days. A man burdened with bloodshed will flee into a pit. Let no one help him. Whoever walks blamelessly will be saved, but he who is perverse in his ways will suddenly fall. He who tills his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows frivolity will have poverty enough. A faithful man will abound with blessings, but he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. To show partiality is not good, because for a piece of bread a man will transgress. A man with an evil eye hastens after riches, 
and does not consider that poverty will come upon him. He who rebukes a man will find more favor afterward than he who flatters with the tongue. Whoever robs his father or his mother and says, It is no transgression, the same is companion to a destroyer. He who is of a proud heart stirs up strife, but he who trusts in the Lord will be prospered. He who trusts in his own heart is a fool, but whoever walks wisely will be delivered. He who gives to the poor will not lack, but he who hides his eyes will have many curses. When the wicked arise, men hide themselves, but when they perish, the righteous increase. Once again, I'd like to welcome you from Florida And Judy and I are on Christmas break from Kiris Bible College, and we've been here about 10 days now, and we're really enjoying being in Florida. Today I'm going to go over verse 14 of Proverbs 28, and it's two separate parts of the verse. The first one is, Happy is the man who is always reverent. When I think of this part of the verse, I can't help but think about the blessing that I've been able to have in going to Europe on a number of occasions and being able to go into some of the larger cathedrals in the world. And uh, I talk about Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris and the Sacred Heart Church, and we've been to a number of churches in Italy and in France. And whenever I go into one of these humongous cathedrals, I can't help but have a deep reverence for God because there's a lot of stained glass windows. You know, you always see the the huge organs they have in these churches. And then they often have um, saints, and they have sometimes statues of them or stuff, but it's always easy to have a real reverence for God when you go into these really famous cathedrals. But let's just take a quick look at the second part of this, because he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. Friends, when you harden your heart, basically what you are doing is putting God... And kind of like a football term, you're stiff-arming God. And basically what you're doing is saying, I don't want you in this part of my life. And whether you are a Christian or not, whether you have God in your life or just don't even consider Him in living your life, if you put God out of any area of your life, I am here to suggest that that part of your life will probably not go very well. God wants us to seek Him, and if you seek Him, and if you truly incorporate Him into every part of your life, I believe and declare that your life will go much better. Today we're going to continue our study in the book of Exodus, and this is one of the great chapters in Exodus. On Monday's podcast, we talked about chapter 12, and we talked about the institution of the Passover. 
And if you have not had a chance to listen to that, I invite you to. I go into detail exactly the requirements that God said for the Israelites to actually do in order for the Passover to have effect. And today we're going to go over the final plague in the book of Exodus. And of course, this is the plague of the death of the firstborn. And then we're going to actually go into the actual Exodus. So this is just a wonderful chapter of the Bible. And today we're going to go over the actual death of the firstborn. So we're going to read chapter 12, verses 29 and 30. And it came to pass at midnight that the Lord struck all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of livestock. So Pharaoh rose in the night, all his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt. For there was not a house where there was not one dead. Let me read that last part again. For there was not a house where there was not one dead. And I can't help but ask you to just close your eyes for just a moment. I want you to actually picture what this must have actually been like way back yonder in Egypt on this night. There was not a single house in the entire land of Egypt where there was not one dead in the house. Now, that means that some of these firstborn Now, some of the people might have been, you know, elderly if they were taking care of their elderly parents. Some of these firstborn people might have been 50 years old. Some of them might have been 30 years old. They were actually mature adults. But I would be willing to suggest that the majority of houses, they were either a teenager or a young adult or they had a small child, anywhere up to the age of 5, 8, 10. But every single household had at least one dead. This to me is one of the most fascinating verses in the entire Bible. I mean, to me, the only thing that really, really comes to this is the actual death of Jesus on the cross. This was monumental because this was God's chosen people. And now they are going to be set free and now they're going to be freed from their bondage. So the second part I'm going to talk about is the actual exodus of the Israelites, and I'm going to read this entire account in chapter 12, beginning in verse 31. Then he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise, go out from among my people, 
both you and the children of Israel. And go, serve the Lord as you have said. Also take your flocks and your herds as you have said, and be gone, and bless me also. And the Egyptians urged the people that they might send them out of the land in haste. For they said, We shall all be dead. So the people took their dough before it was leavened, having their kneading bowls bound up in their clothes on their shoulders. Now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses. And they had asked for the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they granted them what they requested. Then they plundered the Egyptians. Then the children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Succoth, about 600,000 men on foot, besides children. A mixed multitude went up with them also, and flocks and herds, a great deal of livestock. And they baked unleavened cakes of the dough which they had brought out of Egypt, for it was not leavened, because they were driven out of Egypt and could not wait, nor had they prepared provisions for themselves. Now the sojourn of the children of Israel who lived in Egypt was four hundred and thirty years. And it came to pass at the end of the four hundred thirty years, on that very same day, it came to pass that all of the armies of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. It is a night of solemn observance to the Lord for bringing them out of the land of Egypt. This is that night of the Lord, a solemn observance for all the children of Israel throughout their generations. So I want to just bring up a couple things. First of all, how many people there were. There were 600,000 men. Now they're not talking about women. They're not talking about children. So at this time, I know in America, when we think about our ideal family, we talk about 2.5 children. But I do not think that was the case at this time because they talk about how numerous the Israelites were, that they didn't have birth control at this time. So I would venture to say they might have averaged maybe four kids per household. So we could be talking anywhere up to two and a half million total people. So this was a huge thing. And I also want to bring up one last thing, is that they plundered the land of Egypt. God had told them to go to their neighbors in Egypt and ask for articles of silver, articles of gold, and articles of clothing. And so most of the families that left had an abundance of wealth that they had gotten from the Egyptians. I think this is such an awesome story. 
Okay, we're going to go to the part of the podcast where I talk about a call to action. And I have been asking you to do a good deed for anyone. This could be this could be for a neighbor, it could be for a family member, it could be for someone at work. But all I'm asking you to do is just be aware of the people around you and try to do a simple good deed for someone today. And the suggested scripture reading The chapter of Exodus, chapter 12, is a wonderful chapter. If you would like to read one chapter a day, please reread chapter 12 in its entirety. If you would like to read two chapters today, go to the 11th chapter of Hebrews, the great faith chapter. Continue working on that. And finally, today is Proverbs 28. If you would like to read a third chapter, reread chapter 28 in its entirety. It is a wonderful proverb. I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Friends, if you have never taken that step and you would like to do that today, especially after reading this wonderful chapter today, please repeat a simple prayer after me. Father God, thank you for sending Jesus to earth. Jesus, thank you that you were willing to come to earth and you were willing to die on a cross so that everyone listening to this podcast today would have all of their sins forgiven. Jesus, thank you for forgiving me of my sin. I believe that on the third day you rose from the dead and you ascended into heaven, and you now sit at the right hand of God. Jesus, thank you for all that you have done for me. Jesus, I admit I am a sinner, and I need your help. I invite you into my heart. I ask that you lead me and guide me from this day forward in Jesus' name. Friends, if you repeated that prayer today or if you have any questions about anything you've heard on this podcast today, I ask that you reach out to me on my Facebook page, Bill Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y. If you have any questions, you can contact me on Messenger. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.